0: everybody and welcome to another exciting adventure at the hub world. Today's class will have us covering the topic of Pokemon. My name is Jules and today our party members are Mateo and Gino. Whether you're joining our adventure from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to like and subscribe. Let's get this adventure rolling. Um, Welcome to part 3 of our Ideal 151 Pokédex series that we started. We'll kind of go over through a a brief idea of what the rules are, but if you want that full breakdown of what we're doing, pop back to Episode 1 and Episode 2 to hear Mateo's Ideal 151 and my Ideal 151, and today we're going to cover Gino's Ideal 151. So what this is, is it's this idea of like, if we had to go back to that iconic number of 151 Pokémon and redo the Pokédex, using all the pokemon available to us now what would we create as our ideal 151 pokedex but some of the limitations are we have to swap out lines to be the same kind of line so all one stages two stages and three stages need to still remain in that number you have to consider that some pokemon have gotten new evolutions and still remember to bring their full line in replace legendaries for legendaries starters for starters etc etc if you want the full breakdown again pop over to episode one. But today we're gonna to cover our last Pokedex, at least for now. Perhaps we will have other members of the hub world in the future return to this idea, but at least for now, the end of our three part saga um culminates in Geno. Also quickly, by the end of Gen 9, when we find out the
1: Gen 9 Pokedex, maybe we could update our own lists. So if there's a Pokemon that we really like there, we can swap it over, maybe just like share a picture or something. I think that would be a cool idea.
0: Yeah, could be And I will say, this is a little addendum, but at least I know there's a couple Pokemon in each of our Pokedexes that will have to be removed if we do that, because according to leaks, some Pokemon may no longer be able to fit where we put them. But I will leave it as ambiguous as that, because I do not like discussing leaks. Gino, Mm -hmm. let's start your ideal 151. Alrighty, so I've kind of
2: broken a lot of mine down based off of different kind of biomes, So I'll be describing what kind of biomes I see these Pokemon. So, like, for instance, like, I might have weird placements inside of the decks. I kind of am thinking more like what Kalos did, where, like, it's separated into different regions and there's a progression along that specific region. So if there's any, like, really strong or high tier Pokemon at, like, the first third of the decks, that's kind of why I was doing that. Right off for our starters, I have replaced Bulbasaur's line, just like everybody else, and I decided to go in with uh, Rowlet's line. Uh, so Rowlet, Darktrix, and Decidui, but I wanted to have the fighting type Decidui as the base one instead of the Ghost, because I have a little bit of a theme with the, the starter trios that I have chosen. And just like everybody else, I have... Also kept Charmander's line. So Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard are staying on the decks. And I have for the final three, Squirtle, War and Blastoise being replaced with Mudkip, Marsh Tomp, and Swampert. So coming in right away, we are entering my quote plains biome. So starting off, I am replacing Caterpie, Metapod, and Butterfree with Blipbub. Dotler and Orbeetle. These bugs here I thought were really cool from Gen 8. Orbeetle seems more like a defensive kind of um, oriented Pokemon. It's kind of big and bulky and things like that. And I am keeping Weedle, Kakuna, and Beedrill being a very big offensive kind of uh, bug type. So it would be really kind of cool just to have that dichotomy. Orbeetle being psychic. Beedrill being poison. They're kind of like at odds with each other for uh, types and Mega Beadrill is my favorite Mega, so I have to keep that.
0: I'm not surprised at all, Gino, yeah, by me, the way. Me. I'm like I like <laughs> knew for sure you were gonna have Orbeetle in there and Beedrill. I was like, yeah, I was anticipating it.
1: That's the first of the three things I can bet money that you're gonna have on this list. Yeah, so, Beedrill. I love yep. Beedrill.
0: So I've also
2: uh, gone and replaced the bird line, uh Pidgey's line, with uh Corviknight's line. Rookie D, Corvus Squire, and Corviknight. I think they're really cool, and uh, Jules also mentioned how much he really liked this line. I personally am very attached to the idea of, like, this knight. Next up, I have replaced the regional rodents with uh, my personal favorite two-stage Pokémon, Shroomish and Breloom. I really like uh, Breloom, especially back in uh, the original Gen 4 Substapunch days. thought it was really cool to have those in there, and yeah loom with Spore and Focus Punch and Substitute was my favorite back then, so I had to include it. Uh, next up, replacing Spiro and Furo, uh, keeping with the bird theme, I'm going with Tailo and Swallow. Mateo already talked nice. about this one in his list, and I feel like this two stage bird would be good. I didn't want to do like Vullaby's line just because I feel like they're too powerful, too strong, and they evolve really, really, really late. And for like a plain starter area, it feels like they work for that. Next Mm -hmm, up, replacing Ekans and Arbok. No. No. Yes. I have Toxel and Toxtricity. Okay, fine. So I'm replacing a Poison for a Poison, substituting in the Electric type also, because Pikachu's line would be coming next, and we can't have Pikachu here based on our rules. So Toxel and Toxtricity, you could get Toxil pretty early on in Gen 8, if I remember correctly, if you sat and farmed the area properly. So... I thought I would include it in, in here, and it's 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 cute, and Toxtricity is is a pretty cool boss where you get, like, two separate uh, Pokemons. I feel that. like
1: Toxel, didn't you get it as an egg? You, you you could get it in as an egg, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, but
2: if you farmed an area out, if you wanted two of them, you could. Yeah. Mm. And that's what, because I remember in Gen 8, I actually had two on my team. One of one type, one of the other. Mm. It was weird. I, I couldn't fill my team in Gen 8. Okay, next up for the mascot, there's only one choice, and Mateo already picked it. It's Bidoof. Bidoof is the new mascot at 25. Gino's the king of Bidoof. And Bibarel is the Raichu of this gen where everyone just kind of forgets it's there because Bidoof is so much better. Bidoof is one of my favorite Pokemon. I loved it right from the very beginning. I said it in Mateo's episode. I was an original Bidoof fan. Mateo hated it every time he was playing his DS and he he found a Bidoof. He would yell and scream and be angry. And I'd be like, how can you hate Bidoof? It's just so derpy and great. I love it. So next up after that... I am keeping Sandshrew's line, but I'm switching over to the Alolan variants for Ice and Steel because this brings in my Tundra motif or my Tundra biome uh, set of Pokemon. So after you leave the plains, you're going to this like icy kind of Tundra area and Sandshrew and Sandslash are there. I do have the ground types in here also as like maybe like a low chance to get the original ones just for some variety. But Sandshrew and Sandslash are staying on my list. Next up, keeping to this kind of like barren ground tundra kind of vibe, I have a three-part line. I have Swinub, Piloswine, and swine on here. They are probably my favorite Ice type line. I've always very well like, very much associated with uh, Mamoswine. swine is like this big bulky boss. Really cool, lots of fun when I was doing some competitive teams to combat the ice ground uh, mammoth. I also have trapinch's line here, which is uh, ends in flygon, being ground dragon, and it's not op like Garchomp is in the sense for like a ground dragon three stage type. That's replacing um... Nido King. Yeah, so these are replacing all the Nido. So I've replaced poison types with ground types.
1: So one being I, I mean um, ground types with ground types because Neo King and Neo Queen are ground. Yeah, and Flygon being included and Bidoof being included were the other two things. I'm like, there's no way Gino doesn't have these on his yeah. list. So I'm likewise. surprised Flygon yeah. came so early. To be
0: honest, that's my. Well,
2: I want everyone thing. to have Trapinch right from an early early stage. They can get attached to it, and then they get Vibrava and Flygon afterwards. And then by the time like you would be in like your 30s and 40s and stuff for. Leveling and stuff, um, you'd you'd have access to fly with Flygon and by then. So, mm-hmm. anyway, replacing Clefairy's line because there are three stage now. They can you can't have them in there, and keeping with the tundra kind of motif, I have Bergmite and Avalug. But interesting, uh, Hisuian Avalug. Uh, keeping with that, like, Tundra, Rocky vibe, I, I thought the, I really like the new Avalug being the Rock type, especially now that we've had, um, Legends Arceus, I thought it was really cool. This was one of those Pokemon that was very forgettable, and they put it in such a prominent role. And Ice Rock is a pretty interesting type combo.
0: I never knew somebody would like Avalug. I'll be honest.
2: Honestly, I always thought the concept was cool, like, being, like, a Glacier Pokemon. And lastly, ending my kind of, like, Tundra... Theme I have Onyx and Steelix because I really like Onyx and Steelix, and they're knocking out Volpix and Ninetales. I was thinking about keeping a Lowland Volpix in there, but I was going to have a lot of Ice types at the end of this, and I felt for like list diversity, I need more Ground types in there because it is my favorite type. So that's why I'm doing that.
0: Really, Ground is your
2: favorite type? I thought it was Bug. Uh, bug is one of my favorites, also, but I really like Ground because of Flygon,
0: and Flygon looks like a Bug. So... firegon yeah. does look like a bug. That's and, what I was going to say, is like, it make it kind of makes sense. This was a while back. We we were doing kind of like our Elite
2: Four with our group of friends, and Ground was the first team that I made, and then the second team that I made was Bug. Anyway, story time aside, we're moving into our forest area. But not just any forest, more kind of like a um, creepy forest. So, I have Phantom and Trevenant knocking out Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff, because... Grass Ghost is a really cool type. I really like uh, Trevenant. I have yet to farm out my shiny Trevenant, but um, it is something that, like, if Trevenant is coming in the next game, I'm definitely gonna to farm that out because I really like that, that type combo of Grass Ghost. And at a two stage, it's like it's a haunted tree. Like, what's there not to love? Uh, next up, uh, keeping up with kind of like this forest uh, kind of vibe, replacing Zubat and Golbat. I have Wooloo and Dubwool because uh,
0: memes, <laughs> they're great. I,
2: I I love me some Super Wulu Bowling.
0: Wulu is great. And Wulu has a fantastic shiny. I would never use Wulu or Double Wall, but I love their shinies. And uh, taking Vileplume's line in
2: this forest kind of motif, I have Teddy Ursa, Ursa Ring, and Ursa Luna. I really liked what they what they did with Ursa Ring. Uh, Ursa Ring was one of my favorite Gen 2 Pokemons to begin with also. And now that it has an evolution that is Also a ground type, I had to include it in here. So leaving kind of our creepy forest, we're going into more of like a polluted and kind of like rundown area and leading the charge on this one here, replacing Paris and Parasect. I have Corsola and Cursola. Oh, that's a good choice. I have both types of Corsola on here where the original Corsola is going to be the more common one, and the ghost-type Corsola will be, like, a less common variant, because this area is newly polluted and has started dying. Mm. And, of course, with Corsola and Cursola, you have their their foil, Marini and Toxapex. So we're putting them in there, too, because the, those two uh, Pokemons as of Gen 7 are very in contrast with each other, where, like, Marini and Toxapex are Corsola's natural predators. So they're eating them and leaving behind the ghost type ones, as well
0: as the pollution kind of going in. And Marini's a poison type. Here's an aside. Is there any lore piece about Marini and the Galarian, Corsola and Corsola?
2: Yes, Marini actually, I think in the Galar region, doesn't eat Corsola.
0: Because it would get messed up by the ghosts. Probably, <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> So they don't they don't bother with each other. But in Gen Seven, yeah, Marini eats Corsolas. Yeah, and I know. And they're they replacing eat. Venonette and Venomoth. So a poison type is replacing a poison type in this one here. And to continue on with this theme of uh, pollution and everything, replacing Diglett and Trio. we have everybody's favorite Trubbish and Garbador. Yep. Yep. Gotta got have them on there. And it's right for, right from the beginning. Trubbish I originally thought was trash, but I would be right because it actually is trash, but not trash. <laughs> because it's adorable. So, gotta have mm. Trubbish and Garbodor on there, because they are they're great. I thought they were Poison Dark for the longest time, but they're just straight Poison. And concluding, kind of like the pollution or poisoned area, I have Inke and Malamar, replacing Meowth and Persian on the original uh, decks at 52 and 53. Inkay and Malamar, Psychic Dark, I think the only other Pokemon that might have it, I know for sure Hoopa has it in its alternate form, but I'm not sure if any other ones oh, have Hoopa have it? really Hupa, yeah the the other form of it not the not the little one like the really big one with like six arms well oh, yeah, i didn't know that it changed uh, yeah they changed, changed type from I'm psychic sure. ghost to psychic dark yeah so Hoopa, uh inke and malamar i always thought the evolution mechanic was very very cool inke is very cute malamar is very like imposing and edgy and to evolve it you got to flip your console upside down at the right level Alrighty. so now we're entering kind of like a mini biome which is kind of like a, a fire cave or a volcano and leading the charge on this one at number 54 and 55 I have Darumaka and Darmanitan. I really like I really like these Pokemon. They're kind of like derpy and dancy. I like that. Darmanitan if it's in its Zen gets fire um and um psychic ability. Like which one yeah.
0: is it, it's, it's the fire version, like yeah, original the fire
2: version, but I wanted to give the other one a snowflake's chance in hell so it'll be in there also at a very small percentage maybe as the ice types and then the zen form of ice darmanitan is ice fire so it can like okay you're in a volcano so it's still going to be like breathing fire and stuff so i thought that would be cool next up replacing psyduck and golduck i have salandit and salazzle because poison fire is great and i really like the idea salazzle was good i i really enjoyed it and I, i farmed it forever until i got the
1: female one so i could evolve it I kid you not, I think I think all of us were on the same page with Salandit when it was announced, like, oh my god, Salandit's gonna evolve into this amazing Pokemon, we're so excited for it. And then it gets the gender-exclusive evolution that just,
0: like, sucked all the hype out of that. I still thought Salazzle was good. I don't think there's an issue with the gender-exclusive evolution, but I just didn't like Salazzle. you know? Like, it just took
1: so long to get female Salandit, it just I hate when they do that, honestly it's a poison type that can actually deal with steel types. So I thought that was kind of cool, and yeah, I had one on
2: my cool. team because of that. And lastly, taking care of our, like, r- like volcano cave, I have uh, Hisuian, Growlithe, and Arcanine because of the fire rock type. Thought it'd be kind of cool. And then, of course, if you want the pure fire type to get rid of the, uh, I guess, the quad weakness to water, the regular fire ones can be in there too. Thought it would be kind of cool to include them. So whenever, like, the Pokemon, at least in my mind, whenever there's, like the uh, the different variants I want to include both of them in there just as like a like a smaller chance to find them not to like leave anyone out or leave anything behind right so next up we're we're kind of still sticking with kind of like a cave motif and this time we're going to like more of like a mystical cave or like a crystal cave and starting us off at number 60 through 62 placing the polywag line I have dynamo electric and electros nice I used Electros in my Gen 5 team. Thought it was really cool because of its um it was it's a pure electric type with levitate which meant that it couldn't be hit by ground type moves. So it eliminated a weakness right there. So I thought that was really cool. I thought the design was really cool. It's kind of like this like leech almost.
0: Mhm. Electros is really underrated. Electros is one of those Pokémon that the jump to 3D just hurt it so much. It did, I don't think yeah. it was
2: the jump to 3D that hurt it. I think it was just the animation that they gave because they made it constantly swimming.
0: Yes, it's definitely that, but I mean, yes. But in general, it is a very cool Pokemon. So very good choice.
2: Continuing on with this crystal cave kind of theme, I have Abra, Kadabra, and Alakazam staying on the list in their spot. Alakazam is my, one of my favorite psychic types, and I think it's really cool to have on there. Numbers 66 through 68. I have Impidimp, Morgrim, and Grimmsnarl. Dark Fairy types. Damn, you got rid of
0: Machop.
2: I got rid of the fighting types. Honestly, Machop, Machoke, Machamp, we've seen a lot of them. It was the carry Pokemon in Gen 7, in Gen 8, they were around, it got like the really big, tall, like, fighting Machamp, I think we need to kind of like, just forget about them for a little bit. Not like, permanently forget, but I'm putting in Grimmsnarl's line, because Dark Fairy, like an evil, mischievous spirit, I really like that idea, and it kind of, Continues on with this like crystal, mystical kind of cave feeling. A little bit of mischief can't go wrong. Chaos is always a little good. In small doses, of course.
0: And that, I love MP Dimp. And like that line is such a cool line. The, the shiny was interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, so definitely was interesting. Okay, next up, replacing Bellsprout's line, I have Togepi, Togetik, and Togekiss. This is another one that, if you know me in Pokemon, I love my Togekiss. Uh, Just because it is a wall, and with Serene Grace, it can just sit there and air slash you to death. And you can't do anything about it because you keep flinching. Uh, If you brought your Togepi in from Gen 3, it could learn Body Slam, which also has a 60% chance to paralyze with Serene Grace. So I like that combo. Just paralyze and air slash and flinch your your opponent to death. Alright, so that takes us out of the Crystal Cave, and I have a few just, like, random Pokemon in here just to kind of, like, throw around. Like, maybe there's, like... like a water patch in one of these caves or something and i got like wingle and pelipper coming in at 71 and 72 sorry at 72 and 73 replacing uh tentacles line and uh replacing geodude's line i have magnemite magneton and magnezone magnezone's a real strong pokemon in my opinion and i always enjoy my playthroughs where I can get a Magnemite, I can. I always go up to Magnazone, And the shiny makes it gold. Next up, I I didn't really know where to put this in a motif. I call it my bug block. So 77 through 87 are all bug types. Wow. <laughs> so 77, right. 78, Joltic and Galvantula, bug electric. 79, 80, Dupider Araquanid, bug water.
0: Araquanid, my favorite murderer. Yes. 8182,
2: Larvesta and Volcarona. Bug Fire. 83, Heracross. Bug Fighting. 8485, Snom and Frost Moth. Bug Ice. 8687, Dwebble and Crustal. Bug Rock. I wanted to get a bunch of different bugs slash something else uh, types. And even going back to the very beginning, I have the, the two three stage bug Pokemon with uh, Orbeetle being Bug Psychic and Beedrill
0: being Bug Poison. Why was that there and Caesar though? Maybe later, we'll find out. Yeah, maybe later. I may have forgotten about them. <laughs> How do you forget about Southern and Caesar, and more importantly, Cleavor, who doesn't like? I would anything? have wanted
2: to include Cleavor on here, but I had no other like three stages that I could kick out. Well, well they're, like, they're technically not a three stage, right? They're technically a two stage. Or it would it would it would have to be like a two stage followed by a one stage. Yeah there is a way to finagle it. it but i i couldn't make it work because i couldn't cut anything else and besides Scizor gets Scizor gets a lot of love need to give some love to crustle honestly crustle and Dwebble, i find are very fun and also with pokemon unite crustle has uh wormed its way into my heart all righty so that's the bug block done next up we're going to a haunted house with this one here, I also had a little bit of fun with the theming on this. So we're, a, we're in a haunted house, and we have a wary warrior and a wary traveler in the form of Farfetched and surfetched going through the the haunted house. They are greeted by Glygar and Glyscore. Bats. Then, of course, um, 92 through 94, you have uh, the Gengar line. I had to include it. Gengar's a staple on my team, always. You have... Spiritomb doing its creepy stuff in there as well as number 95. Both forms of Zorora and Zoroark in here as well. So Zorora and Zoroark being like pranksters and tricksters doing illusion stuff, but then you also have their dead variants in the form of the normal ghost types in there, a small chance being scary doing that kind of stuff. And Basculin and Basculegion as well at 98 and 99. Uh, Legion probably is my favorite Pokemon coming out of Pokemon Legends Arceus. I thought it was just such a really cool type. I farmed it out, and I got two of them in the same uh, the same patch of uh, of water one male, one female and I have both of them on my team because it's just like I have a, pur- a giant purple uh, fish and a giant yellow fish, and it's just really good to show off to the people that don't have the other one. You're funny. Yep. Alright, so kind of leaving our ghost area, I also... Well, I guess these guys can also count. I have Voltorb and Electrode, but the Grass Electric type, because I always thought that they were, like, toys. Instead Angry like Electrode? So, yeah, Angry Electrode, why not? And, yeah, so I have them in here as, like, haunted, maybe, like, toys or something. It, it, Grass Electric is a really interesting type, and I don't think it appears anywhere else outside of, I think, Rotom. So, yeah, yeah that's in here. So, and then I have some generic water pokemon coming in after at one o two and one o three I have Mantike and mantine. I always thought they were kind of cool, and manta rays are cool and then I also have uh waylord uh, uh waylord's line, so whalemur and waylord uh at one o four and one oh five we're
1: skitty yeah, exactly we're skitty couldn't get skitty to fit you can always get skitty i
0: fit. really
2: i really wanted to have skiddy's li- skill- skitty and Delcatty in here just for them just for the memes, but Again, as I said, they wouldn't fit. They really wouldn't fit. So, next up, I have like a cave kind of theme here. And this is the part of the Kanto uh, decks where there's like, okay, like three one stage Pokemon in a row. And I'm like, okay, what three one uh, stage Pokemon kind of fit the same theme? And I'm like, oh, I know Lunatone,
1: Solrock, and Minior. They're cool. That's actually a really cool trio.
2: Lunatone and Solrock are both rock psychic, and Minior is rock flying. So you have the sun the moon and a star. Coming at 109 and 110, I have Rockruff and Lycanroc. Uh Lycanroc has the three um has the three various stages and I would assume that you'd be able to pick one of the three depending on when you evolve it. Coming back to my ground roots, I got Drillbore and Extra Drill coming in at 111 and 112, and that's replacing Rhyhorn's line. Ground types replacing ground types. 113, I have Rotom in here and all of the Rotom types uh i always think that rotom is a great uh is a great pokemon to include in on pokedex just because how versatile uh, versatile it is and of course uh at 114 everyone's other favorite bug rock type i got shuckle
1: yeah is that three for three for shuckle
2: it think it's three for three for shuckle and nice. at mateo you're gonna have to bleep this one out but you don't buckle with shuckle also keeping up with kind of like the cave kind of idea. I have Torkoal in here also. E- equally, it could be in, like, the, the volcano area that I described earlier. Torkoal at 115, replacing Kangaskhan. And at 116 and 117, I have Riolu and Lucario. Uh, so, Fighting Steel with Lucario. And then I have at 118 119, replacing Goldeen and Seaking. I have Scraggy and Scrafty. Scraggy and Scrafty. Yeah, so Riolu and Lucario always seem kind of, like, noble and, like... Like, like almost like a regal kind of fighter, Scraggy and Scrafty are more like devious and chaotic. And I felt like they were like good as like natural rivals in this kind of cave environment. So uh, 120 through 128 are kind of just like Pokemon that I would want to throw in just to like all of the previous zones that I've described. Actually, you know what? I think like 120 through now that I'm looking at it. I think until for the rest of them, they're kind of just like all like here and there scattered around. You could find these anywhere. At 120, 121, if we're following along with the Kanto decks, Staryu is being replaced with Snover and Obama Snow. This is another lock on my list because Obama Snow.
0: Obama!
2: Obama! So, uh, Obama Snow, when I was doing a Pokemon Platinum Nuzlocke, I was on the way over to the Ice City in the north and i found a shiny snover and i'm like okay i'm saving this and i have to transfer it out right away i broke my nuzlocke to catch the shiny snover
1: that takes precedent it does
2: yeah i'm sorry if you find a shiny in a nuzlocke screw the rules and Obama snow is blue where it would be green so i thought that was really cool kind of like it's a frozen tree at 122 i have klefki because klefki nice. is so broken <laughs> Yeah, Clef Key is just absolutely broken, and it is like one of my favorite things to like throw on my team just to troll my friends. Um, and as a bit of like a foil to Clef Key, I also have Comfey in there because it's also kind of that like ish Pokemon, except instead of a ring of keys, it's a ring of flowers. So I thought that'd be interesting. And what the heck, I, it's a one stage. I didn't really know what else to do with it. Coming in at 124, replacing Jinx, which is a terrible, terrible Pokemon. I have Halucha, which is a really, really
0: awesome Pokemon. So, of course, Hulucha. three for three on talking crap about drinks. Yep. Yep. And is it also three for three for Halucha? Very begrudgingly on my part, but yes.
2: Yeah, Halucha's great. Fighting Flying is a really fun type to play around with. And Flying Press as a dual type move in spirit is really, really fun. Next up at 125, I have Wishy Washy because Wishy Washy is really cool with the schooling ability. And with what we saw in Pokemon Snap, I thought that was really, really interesting where they made it like really terrifying in its schooling form. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was really, really cool. Even though like we knew it's like, okay, it's a, it's a Pokemon game and it really wasn't presented as scary, but just like the situation to which you find it, it was just like, here's this giant fish. Oh wait, it's just a school of wishy-washy. Coming in next at 126, I got all these bugs and I need an ant eater. So I included a pure fire type on this one here. It is most notably known for eating uh, the bug type Durant. Uh, next up, I have uh, Duraludon on here because, or does Duraludon count as a pseudo? Duraludon is not a pseudo. Steel Dragon, great, uh, awesome type, turns into a giant tower in its Gigantamax form. I think it's really cool. I had one on my team. Next up at 128, I have Stunfisk because I, yep. I, I just, I just had to. Stunfisk is Which great. Version? Both, why not? Yeah, Um. the base one that I have would be Ground Electric, but Ground Steel could be like a small percentage kind of thing, but Ground Electric would be, would be the main type that I would go for.
1: Stunt Fisk is another one of those meme Pokemon that just like I didn't really like at first, but it just slowly kind of grows on you. 129
2: and 130. I'm keeping Magikarp and Gyarados because they are awesome. Magikarp is great. Another great derpy Pokemon. At level 25, it evolves into this, like, Mega Dragon. And it's great. Gyarados Mega Evolves to be a Magikarp-looking kind of like a fish dragon again. And that is just great. And while we're still in the water, a very rare Pokemon, one that I hunted for for a very, very long time in Alola. I have Delmize, Grass Ghost, no. another, another one. Why? Delmize is great. It's creepy, and it's actually not the anchor itself. If you read the, up on some of the lore for Delmize, it's actually the seaweed that's growing that on really the uh, on the ship parts and stuff that keeps it all together. That's what Delmize is. It's the it's the plant. That's why it's ghost grass instead of ghost steel. That's kind of cool. And because I worked so hard for the Delmize, it 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 had to be on here. Ditto, keeping its place because of course every daycare needs its. Um, friend. It's special friend. Especially dittos with certain types of personalities as well as certain type of stat distributions. So, of course, uh, breeding dittos are great. 133, we're keeping our Eevee. And keeping with kind of like some of the themes that I had here where I'd like this great grass plains, I had these caves, and I also had this tundra area. We're going with Glaceon, Leafeon, and Umbreon as the three evolutions. To kind of keep with those um, kind of themes because like caves are kind of like dark and scary and stuff so okay Umbreon could uh, realistically exist in there and then of course uh, Glaceon out in the the frozen tundra area and in my either of my forests I have on so I thought that'd be pretty cool to have them in there. Uh, number 137 uh, I have my Durant because I thought it'd be like you can't have heat more without durant and keeping up with the bugs uh the bug types it's bug steel so there's that for my fossil pokémons i have the one the only lord helix himself ammonite and Amistar. Uh, in all seriousness uh lord helix is amazing and debt to the ways of the dome i'm sorry jules you have uh, you have failed us because you were a follower of the dome
0: the dome is better,
2: really. Actually, like the reason why I picked Amistar is because I'm I wanted to follow a bit of a motif with my uh fossil Pokemon. So, like, what were like the two number one fossils that I think of in my head? I think of like an ammonite, so like the swirly shell, and I also think of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. So, I have Tyrant coming in and Tyrantrum coming in as the other one. Realistically, Tyrant and Tyrantrum is the only smart choice if you're playing this game but I wanted to pick two of my favorite ancient creatures, which is an, an Ammonite and a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and that's why I have these two here. And keeping up with, like, these ancient Pokemons and things like that, I have, at 142. I have Unknown, because collecting all of them is very fun. And that's something that I generally like to do whenever I'm playing Pokemon games. I will always try to go and collect the entire alphabet, including punctuation marks. Also, speaking of old things and fossils... I have Relicanth at 143 because, again, there's that one stage kind of like fossil Pokemon. Even though Relicanth technically is still alive in the present day, it is described as a living fossil. So I wanted to throw that in there, kind of like keeping up with the ancient theme. Relicanth is another Pokemon that in Ruby and Sav- Omega, Ruby, Alpha, Sapphire, I did the fishing trick to try to get a shiny one. I never got it because my chain would always break, but it is something that I spent a lot of time trying to get. So now, 144, 145, and 46 are our trio. Keeping up, again, with kind of like that theme that I was going with. This time here, though, I'm thinking of, okay, I have a great ice tundra. And I have these, like, two distinct caves. I have, like, a regular cave system. And I have, like, a mystical kind of cave system. So I had to go with the, the three base reggies: Reggie rock, reg ice and Registeel. They're my favorite trio and they kind of match this motif that I've been kind of keeping uh, going through with my 151. And I think they're really, really cool and they kind of fit. Like Rock can kind of be living in the volcano or like a, like a traditional deep cave. Regice is out in the, out in the tundra area kind of like roaming around keeping everything cold. Maybe it's the reason why everything's cold. And Registeel kind of like hardened metal minerals kind of thing and i feel like it would work well in kind of like a mystical kind of whimsical cave or maybe there's like some kind of like factory or like drill or something and there's a lot of metal in this place so i thought that would be kind of cool as for my pseudos there's only real one choice for me and it's the garchomp line it's ground type it's a dragon it's cool it's a shark you got to keep it in there Garchomp is is the best. I love it. I'm not actually a big fan of its Mega, but uh, 150 has to stay Mewtwo. Mewtwo is the first legendary. It is the best legendary because it's able to stand on its own two feet. Um, it doesn't need a counterpart. Mew was always considered a mythical Pokemon. I never really considered like Mewtwo and Mew as like a duo in the sense of like Lugia and Ho Oh, or um, like Zernius and a Voltail, or something like that right they, they've they always kind of been like together Mewtwo is just like standalone but Mewtwo is the only legendary that has a traditional mega evolution and it also has two of them so it has the x and y form so and I would like you guys to try to guess what my mythical Pokemon is
1: based on everything that you've heard well I know you like bug so I'm gonna go with Genesect ah uh, yes
0: it has to be
1: yes you are correct Genesect bug
2: steel. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because, like, I know in the actual lore of the game, um, Genesect is an experiment from, I think, Team Galactic. They were experimenting on, like, ancient Pokemon in the past, and they've created this, like, machine that's capable of, like, flying around, shoot things. And, like, mm-hmm. it, like it's a man-made machine-type Pokemon. In In my headcanon for this lore here, uh, Heatmore are... Running rampant, eating all of the Durant's and everything. So the Durant's, one of them was able to evolve into Genesect. And it's the first of its kind. And then going back the other way, Heatmor was able to like maybe evolve into like I guess I like if I had one extra legendary, I would put Heatran on here. But maybe that evolution hasn't happened yet. So I don't know. I, I like crafting this little story of this like hypothetical region, right? And I felt like it, it told a story with my 151 so i tried to do things a little differently
1: i have to give you credit though gino like your list is very creative i like how you've weaved a story it's sort of similar how like my list was kind of based on how you would approach kanto and go through kanto in the order that that game goes in but you just essentially created your own region which is a very very creative take on mm-hmm. the topic I don't know how good like the balance would be because a lot of these Pokemon are
2: like it it wouldn't be very balanced. But like these are a lot of my favorite Pokemons and like most of the lines are like Pokemon that I actually use on my team at one point or another.
1: Yeah, but let's be real. All of our lists are completely imbalanced. Like there's reliance on one type more than another. It's like all our favorites. Like it just doesn't make none of them really make sense in that regard. But picking your favorites is the main thing that matters. Speaking of like the numbers and the stats yes, and all that kind of exactly. stuff,
2: I have twenty nine of a hundred fifty one on on this list are the, from the original Canto starters, so around one fifth, so twenty like nineteen ish percent. And I also have a little pie chart on the screen. I think I'll I'll, I'll Jules, I'll send you the data for the for this pie chart here. And actually, and if you take a look at these numbers, like they're all relatively even. Like I got. Fourteen grass types, fifteen fire types, twenty-four water, fifteen normal, and so on. Like if, if we're taking a look at here, everything is kinda around between three and nine percent. Except that dang water type. Yeah, water is like actually at the nine percent on there. Next up is my ground type, which is coming in at eight percent, and then surprisingly rock at seven. And the, the lowest percentage I have on here is fairy at three percent. Or fairy-type. Well, there's also, like, not a lot of fairy-type Pokemon, if you really think about it. And a lot of them are just, like, very, like, pink and cutesy. The only one that really breaks the trend is, like, Grimmsnarl's line. And even at that, it's kind of whimsical, but
0: mm-hmm. it's very
2: imposing. Like, we need more, like, evil spirit kind of things.
0: Yeah, some little tricksters. Yeah, like, like things like that. I mean, like, instead of, like, cutesy fairies, we need, like, evil fairies, like, original. Yeah, characters. like Mawile. Yeah. Would play
1: this game. I really enjoyed this mini-series that we decided to do. Jules, your uh, your dream was realized, and I think that we should do more little fun game series like this in future episodes.
0: I will so... be sure to sleep more and bring my <laughs> dreams to, to the table.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like this one was a little shorter compared to your guys's but i really liked adding in my little story component and stuff so i felt like that was also quite fun maybe we can get riley and joe in here and joe will joe's pokedex will only comprise of two pokemon trubbish and garbodor
0: yep and riley's will only comprise of gen one they won't he won't change any of them except for maybe the fire starters to no riley would definitely get again.
2: Dragonite. he hates dragonite
0: yeah <laughs> oh, totally But no, he would change Charmander to Fennekin, and that's about it. He would add Scizor as well. Yeah, I I think he would, yeah. And Giancarlo. You gotta get Giancarlo's. Yeah, Giancarlo gotta be in here. It would be
2: nothing but competitive teams. (laughs) and Competitive Pokemons.
0: But in any case, this is the tentative, at least, end to this series. Perhaps we will revisit in the future. Gino, would you like to sign us off?
2: Of course. Alright, so that brings us to the end of today's quest. If you liked what you heard today, hit that like, subscribe, or follow button on your platform of choice. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas for upcoming quests or ideas, or just share your thoughts with us. Tell us what you thought of this series. Tell me that mine was the best, obviously. And uh, leave us a comment. We do
1: read all of them. Anyways, we'll see you next time at the Hub World. The Tale, Microsoft, make a new banjo game. See you, everybody.
0: Bye.